0: So today, actually, uh, they are being blessed by Pastor Ben. He is over there sharing the word with them today over at Coastal Community, and we are blessed uh, by being able to hear the word today from Pastor Ron McLean, who is the lead pastor over at Coastal Community, and uh, I have loved uh, hearing Ron's heart uh, just through all the uh, shoreline stuff, and even whenever he comes and speaks, you know that whenever he says something that it comes with wisdom, it comes with intentionality, it comes with great thought, and so I believe he has a message here to challenge you and inspire you today. So will you just give a warm welcome this morning for Pastor Ron as he shares God's word with us?
1: Thank you. You guys are awesome. Did you guys come hungry and thirsty this morning for righteousness? You'll be filled, okay? Everybody stand up on your feet. Let's go to the word of God. Let's honor him as we read um, out of Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read uh, chapter uh Chapter six, but verse five through verse eight. Are you guys ready? Are you there? When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Everybody say, boo. boo. We, they love to pray on public lands, street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. And then he says, I tell you the truth. That is all the reward that they will ever get. But when you pray, somebody say, I'm praying. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and and pray to your father in private. And then your father who sees everything will reward you. New King James says he will reward you openly. When you pray, don't babble on and on like the Gentiles do. Don't you love the New Living Translation? Don't babble on and on like the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. And then he says, pray like this. Does everybody know the Lord's Prayer? Yeah, so it's a model prayer that Jesus instructed his disciples how to pray. He says, pray in this manner. This is a model. This is what you're gonna pray like. These are contents that you need to include. Don't say it word for word like this. He says, pray like, like this. I think it's uh, Luke 11. One of the disciples said, hey, Jesus, would you teach me to pray how you pray? Can you imagine the prayer life of Jesus with the the intentionality, the direct connection to God, the the absolute confidence that God is going to move when Jesus prays? Then the disciples said, would you teach us to pray? How many of you guys want to learn to pray like that? Yeah. And so let's ask the Father today, God, would you show me how to pray? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we love you and we ask for your heart in this, in this topic of conversation with you. How do we communicate with you and what do we expect when we get there? Father, we pray that we would know you and your nature a little deeper today. And so as we understand who you are, we understand your purpose and your intention, your ability. And Father, we just trust you in all things. And Father, our hearts are to pray and have fellowship with you. In Jesus name and everybody said amen amen go ahead and be seated um as we look at this uh the model prayer can we just read the model prayer today can we say it together our father in heaven may your name be kept holy may your kingdom come soon may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us today the food we need, and forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't lead us into temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And out of the King James, New King James, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever, amen, so so be it. So as we look at this model prayer, this, this model prayer starts with all about God, amen, Then it gets to, how about some of our needs? And then it finishes on God again. Back on topic is to God be the glory, right? And and praise and admonition forever and ever, amen. I love that because it starts with God and ends with God and we're in the middle taken care of by God. How are we doing? Don't, Don't you know that you are taken care of by God? And so, but this is a model prayer for the believers, for the disciples, because Jesus didn't need forgiveness of sins, did he? And so this is like, he's telling the disciple, this is how I connect with my father. This is how I have relationship with him. And, and our father is how that whole thing starts. And so as we look at some of this, these topics today, I, I, I just want to let you know that God is looking for a secret place with you and he. Okay, and so he wants to have a, a place that you establish relationship with him, and it's important to him that you guys connect at a deep le- a face to face level. I remember Michelle and I, my wife and I, we had bought a house, and it was a, it was a totally like a remod house. Have you ever got one of those? And you just went in deep, and you're like, man, you know what this place really needs is a coffee maker, but not only a coffee maker, but I need a place with God and there was this foyer that we that we had and it was just it was like knotty pine and and there's just ugly gross red indoor outdoor carpeting and I said so I got done the house but the last thing that I that I seen as a project was this foyer I'm like what could this foyer be used for and God goes that's our place I said (laughs) like you and me he goes yeah he goes, make it how you want it. So I man-caved it a little bit and I put my mounts, my deer heads, my Bible, my coffee maker out there and this was just my place with God. And so like at 6.30 every morning, it was it was like, do you, do you know that like when you have coffee and God in your Bible, there's no like sweeter place in the world? That's my place. I don't know what your place looks like but that's, that was, and, and so I I tailored it to God and my, just our place. And I had never got more revelation, intimacy. I mean, there were tears, but then there was joy, unspeakable and full of glory. That's the kind of place where God wants to have with you. But you gotta make that place, right? It's an intentional place where just you and God go and that's your secret place. And the things that he shares you with in, in the secret and then you share your heart with him, He's going to be like, okay, let's get real honest, and let's get real transparent, because when you give me your heart, I'm going to give you mine, and how many of you guys have ever just been in a place where, wow, I just received from them something from God, and my life is different, and so there's, that happens in the secret place, right, and so there's, there's things that happen in the secret place, but then there's, there's things that only happen in corporate prayer. And so, and God knows what those are going to be. And so God's going to move with signs and wonders in the secret place. But then there's some things that can only happen when you're with your brothers and sisters in Christ, when you're with family, okay, with the kingdom, with the church. And so uh, if we don't have a private prayer life, we're never going to have a pure, authentic, public prayer life. Come on, somebody, And so God's like, there has to be both. And so I just wanna let you know, I I love me some Pastor Ben. How many of you guys love your pastor? Man, that man is awesome. Like he is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. I mean, next to the Holy Spirit, he's my boy, okay? I mean, pastor, I've called him and we pray together and we go through the word together. He's, He's talked me off the pastoral ledge before. Come on everybody, like he's good at that, right? And so, I mean, he is, he's just a man. Jessica, you guys have wonderful leaders here. And so when Pastor Ben says, man, I feel like God's calling us to pray, be there, because there's nothing greater than a corporate anointing when God says, assemble the body for prayer because I wanna do something in the community. It's, it's not complete without you here okay because you have something to contribute there's there's something that your secret plate needs to come into the corporate place because now the body is complete because you're here somebody say i i complete the body yes you complete the body i'm not complete without you i know we come from different churches but we serve the same god and we are in the church amen we are the bride of christ so you're not in prayer God can't touch the, the county like he wants to if you're not here. Somebody say, I have a part. I have a voice. I have a spirit. And he's saying things. Amen, amen. And we need it. We need each and every one of you. And so sometimes there's something blocking a miracle. and And, and it's time that the church comes in together and declares God's heart God's voice and watches it come to faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God right and we speak those things that are not as though they are and were and so that's our role in the kingdom of God and God wants to speak things but he's going to speak things through you so he said that's me that's me and so let's go to Luke 5 let's watch the body at work and uh Let's pick it up at verse 16. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. So let me say personal prayer. So Jesus prayed privately and then he did public ministry. And so he's going, you guys know the scripture. I mean, he went to the garden, he went to the mountain, he went all these times of solitude for prayer. But in between the times of prayer, he was doing ministry, whether it was public or personal ministry. And so we can't do all these signs and wonders and miracles or greater works that Jesus told us we would be involved with if we don't pray. It's time to pray. Touch your neighbor and say, it's time to pray. No judgment, just time to pray. All right? It's time to be about the Father's business. Amen? And so, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. One day, while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law were sitting nearby. And it seems that these men showed up in every village in, the, in Galilee and in Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. You're always gonna have a naysayer, you know? Have you ever been believing for something from God and, and somebody's like, no, that ain't God's will. And God told you to pray for it. You're like, well, sorry, Pharisee, sorry. Sorry, reader of the law. I'm moving you along in God, and God said that all things are possible, and I believe this is Him. Okay, and the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men were carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. Oh, I like this. Now we're talking about family business. Some men were carrying a lame man to Jesus on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on this mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus and seeing their faith. Oh, somebody said, we're in it together. Like my buddy is lame and he has a need and I've gotta get him to the healer. Well, we all need some friends, everybody. We need some friends that'll be spiritual contractors and take the roof off a barrier between us and Jesus and they love us so much that they're gonna move, they're gonna move heaven and hell and any obstacle to get us into the presence of the one who can fix us. Are you a spiritual subcontractor today for one of your friends? Are you gonna move a situation, an obstacle, a barrier out of somebody's way so that they can get to Jesus? Look, we need friends like you. We need friends like you to get our friends to the ministry of the one who can, who can save, heal, come on, set free, tear off prison doors, and his name is Jesus. And it's gonna happen through you as friends in the body. Now, we need some friends. I mean, I turn to that neighbor right there and say, you're my friend, you're my friend, take me to Jesus. And I give you permission to take the roof off situations in my life. No, Now, that's a whole level of transparency. If there's a barrier between you and Jesus and you receiving your healing, go ahead and, and offer the invitation to somebody to say, hey, if you see something in my life that's a barrier, would you help me see it? Would you help me get rid of that thing so I can, I can grow and I can flourish and I'm not lame any longer in the kingdom of God? Would you help me be healed? If you see it, point it out and let's pray through this thing together. Let's touch Jesus right now. We good? So we need these people in our lives. We need these people so bad. I, and Pastor Ben is one of them men in my life. And so what he does, they lower the sick man down in the, in the crowd right in front of Jesus and seeing their faith, man, this is, this is a collective faith. This is a faith that only friends can offer. There's, there's friends that love you in good times and in bad times, friends that war with you, friends that weep with you. Friends that cry and celebrate and laugh together, that's the kind of friends these friends are. And seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. <laughs> Wait a minute, this man's lame and Jesus is forgiving his sins? Well, that's the barrier, right? Do you, are you ever afraid to ask Jesus for something because you know what's going on in your own heart or your own actions? Jesus removes that thing first and foremost. He takes care of the guy's spiritual life. He says, you know what, you're forgiven. Any barrier, so Jesus is doing in the spiritual what his friends did in the natural. Jesus is removing barriers, he's taking the roof off this guy's situation and he says, you know what, your your sins are forgiven, we're good. Can you imagine looking into the eyes of Jesus with such compassion and he says, we're good. Like if we're good spiritually, if there's no sin in my life, I'm free, to, I'm free to receive anything else from Jesus that he has to offer me at that moment. Do you know what I'm saying? How many of you guys, uh, uh, your dad ever have a look? Like your dad's got the look, your mom's got the look, you know? And like, you know the look. Like if you're blowing it, my dad had a look, man, and I'd be like, oh, but what do you do? You always dodge, right? <laughs> he looks at you, you're like, oh, not me. He goes, well, why do you look so guilty? I don't, I, I'm just, you know when you're busted, right? But that, that causes you to pull back. When you look into the eyes of Jesus and he says, you're forgiven, we're good. You know that all things are possible, right? And you can believe in his goodness. All things are possible to those who believe and you believe that you are right with him and everything else is possible at that point. So this is what he does first. He takes care of the guy's spiritual life. He says, you're forgiven, man. And the Pharisees are like, who are you? Do you think that you can forgive sins? Only God can forgive sins. And and he goes, what's easier? To say that your sins are forgiven or or to say that you're healed? He goes, for your sake, watch this. Okay, you're healed. And then he says, look, this is what you need to do. You need to stand up. You need to pick your mat up and then go home. And all the friends are standing by going, yes, man, this is what we've longed for. This is why we were looking for a way in. So we went up, tore the roof off, and now look, he's healed. He's he's not just healed physically, he's healed internally as well. So when Jesus says stand up, you kind of stand up a little taller, don't you? You know that your sins are forgiven and that your way is made straight because he just made it straight. And now you can stand up a little taller and you're like, we're in this together, Jesus. And there is no, there's, there's no shame. There's no guilt tied to any of this. I don't feel bad for asking. Now he says, pick up your mat. That thing that was your identity, that you, the only place that you had of comfort, that, that you sat on day in, day out, which was your identity for begging. He said, now take that home because that's no longer a mat of begging. That's a mat for just pure rest. Take it home. Take it home and enjoy the peace that I've given you. How many of you guys need peace today? How many of you guys just need rest today for your souls? You're like, man, I've been stressed out. Like I I don't, I don't know, like my emotions are up and down. And Jesus says, I have a peace that passes all understanding that can rule your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. My goodness, what a good God we serve. Touch your neighbor and say, man, he's good. I can't help myself. He is that good. He's that good. So the Lord's Prayer, let's go back to Matthew chapter six. Our Father in heaven, our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy or hallowed be your name. So this is the framework, this is the framework of our prayer life. We went into a 40 day prayer challenge and our lives are never gonna be the same. But our community is never gonna be the same either because God's people are praying at a different level and they're praying united. They're saying prayers of faith. They're praying the will of God. If you pray the will of God, if you pray the word of God, angels are dispatched at the word of God that you're praying. Do you know that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man avails a little? Now it avails much. That's what the word says. So your prayers are making a difference in the world around you, in your home, in your workplace, in your schools, in your colleges. It doesn't matter. You, when you pray, it's making a difference. It's making a difference. So he says, our father, our father in heaven. When he says our father, that's not a my father. That's That's a we statement, isn't it? We're in this together, everybody. And Jesus says, if this is a model prayer, the church needs to pray as one united voice, our Father. You're not an only child. You're in this together, okay? And so when, when he says, when you begin to pray, begin to pray with the kingdom in mind first. Let the church at large, let that be your focus. Let that be your ask, you can go ahead and midway through this, this prayer, go ahead and ask for personal items, but on the front end, think through the eyes of God or through the heart of God because it's the church first. It's the, family, it's the family that matters, right? How many of you are dads in here? It's about the household, isn't it? You can't show favorites in the house towards one kid to the other. No, you want the house in its entire, to move forward, to be blessed. When you plan a vacation, you don't plan the vacation around one kid. I come from a family of nine kids. Nine kids. Like we, we had an, almost a football team. Go Bengals. No, I didn't say that. Um, what I'm saying is we had a lot of kids. You guys want the Bengals to win or who you want to win? Uh, who that? No, no Niners fans in here, right? There's a Super Bowl coming up, church. <laughs> okay? So anyway, um, if you don't know, just say, go Bengals. Go Bengals. Um, and so we had a bunch of kids in my family. And it, it, it was funny because if anybody ever acted like a, an only child, they just missed out, right? And so if, if, a ch- if one of the kids just got all, in a, in a crank, <laughs> you ever, your, your kids ever get in a crank and they just wanna be left, you know, like isolated on their own? It's like, you just lose, you know? And so like, we have nine kids and it's all elbows, hips, lips, legs, and elbows, you know, at dinner time. If you waited, if you had an, you just missed out, right? And so there's no, there's no room to be an only child, if you will, in the kingdom of God. God wants to meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Absolutely. But in, in the light of prayer, he's thinking kingdom first. It's our household needs to move forward. And in the household moving forward, your items are gonna get met, your needs are gonna get met, your needs are gonna get met. How are we doing church? Okay. And so our father, our father, man, I, I'm looking at, you'll be more included You'll be more engaged as you think about his house first. Here's the thing. If we think about his house first, he'll make sure that our house is met. The needs of our own home will be met if we take care of his house first. We good? That's just how he is. I've seen it over and over again. I mean, I, I, and when you go to this level, then you'll begin to be responding like, well, I wanna be a hero. I wanna take care of somebody else's need. I wanna wanna see 141 people prayed for. I wanna see 18 people saved from a ministry that's launched out of this church. And it's just providing needs for somebody else. When we provide needs for somebody else, it just offers opportunity for ministry. Guys, I I wanna go serve because I wanna be part of ministry. I, I wanna be doing the work of the one who sent me and taking care of me. And then the least I can do is take care of somebody else. And nothing speaks... Like ministry, like taking care of somebody else. Amen? So the body of Christ, we need each other. Tap your neighbor on the front of you and say, I need you. Right in front of you. Yep, I need you. I need you. And John fifteen twelve declares a, a command to love one another. Well, why do we need a commandment to love each other? Do you ever find it hard to love one another? Well, the Lord knew that we would function in uh, a little lackluster in terms of love. And he says, this is my commandment. Love one another in the same way I've loved you. Well, how did he love us? He laid down his life for us. He died for us. Romans twelve ten: Love each other with genuine affection. You ever come to church and just put that face on? How you doing? I'm great. Just good to be here. You know, and you're just like faking it through your teeth. You know, and so... It, but what he's saying is love each other with a genuine affection. If you got a need and you got friends here, they love you, just go ahead. Man, it's been a rough week. You know, I know God, but man, it's been tough. Would you mind just, can we step over here and just pray for a minute? And that's what we do for one another. Just be real with one another, okay? It's okay not to be okay. Sometimes, right? Just go ahead, because then then, then you confessing that you'll be okay because what we do is uh we, we pray for one another we walk with one another we journey with each other first peter four ten. god has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts you got spiritual gifts that you function in well he's given them to us for a reason use them well to serve one another Be an encourager. Well, what's prophecy? Prophecy is edification, comfort, and encouragement. Man, I would encourage you, prophesy over each other. Don't make it all weird and spooky. Just encourage one another in the faith. Give an encouraging scripture. Give an encouraging word from the Lord. That's that's prophesying over one another and encouraging and edifying the body, okay? How many of you guys have ever heard anybody, no, I've got way too much encouragement that come in this week. I don't need any more, No, no, please don't encourage me again. That doesn't happen, does it? And I never get sick of people loving on you and encouraging you and just being that essence of Jesus, that essence of encouragement. 2 John 1, 5 and 6, I am writing to remind you, dear friends, that we should love one another. This is not a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning. Love means doing what God has commanded us and he's commanded us to love one another. And just as you've heard it from the beginning. I love it when God reminds me to love people. You know? How many of you guys have ever had that waiter or waitress? Like they are obviously having a bad day and they're not doing their job with maybe the best attitude or intention and uh, they're not paying attention to detail. They're almost rude. What's your initial response? Is to be rude back or to help them through their day? I've been on both sides. I'm, there's no judgment here. I've, I've done both. And I know one produces a better result when you do it God's way. And a lot of times your flesh doesn't initially just want to jump out and say, Oh, I love you. Are you having a bad day? Now, a lot of times your flesh wants to rail against the very thing that they're doing. It's not going to bring anybody any good, right? So I want you to be, by way of reminder, go ahead and love on those people because that's exactly what they need in that moment. Yeah? <laughs> Bobby, can we just love on people? Of course. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, our father, now let's go to where his, he's seated or what's his position. Our father in heaven. And, and this is a place where there's no time, there's no space, but there's no lack Okay, and, and so this is where he resides. So the God that you're praying to has no limitations. This is the God that spoke the worlds into existence, right? He flung the stars into space, and when he spoke the universes, they're still suspended by the power of his word. Like that's some extreme power, Amen. And so this is the kind of God that we serve. He can hold it all in orbit, all in order. I forget how many thousands of miles an hour that the world is spinning right now. And then it's revolving around a sun. Why aren't we flung right off the planet? Because God created and designed gravity. And he's that good and he's that powerful. And if a God that can think of that and hold it all in orbit, don't you think that he can take care of your Monday? What's the one thing that you have need of right now? It's like overwhelming to me. God, can you possibly? God's like, pretty sure I can. Yeah, just ask. We're good. Go ahead and believe though. Because here's the thing. God knows that you have need of it, but God's not moved by need. God's moved by love and belief. He knows that you have need before you even ask. We just read it. What was that, verse seven, verse six? You, you, he knows that you have need, but now he's looking for somebody to engage in relationship and say, Father, I'm gonna ask in the name of Jesus that you would move in this situation. Time, is your, the timing is yours. The way you wanna do it is up to you. But God, I just, I know that you wanna provide all of my need, this is a need. And it's according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So it's not confined to my limitations or just my little peanut brain. God, do it whatever way you wanna do it. How many of you guys have ever had God just come in from some angle that you didn't even see coming and, and it was like exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think and you're like, wow, it just blew my mind. I didn't even see that one coming but somehow you came through and you did it and, and it's just such a God answer, thank you. The only explanation is you love me and you came in in, in in how you decided to do it. I'm so glad I didn't limit you in telling you how I wanted it done or by the date that I wanted it done by. You guys ever think that God's early? It doesn't feel like it, does it? Sometimes I'm like, God, you are so late now. He's like, You're, I'm right on time because there's so much being done in the peripheral. There's so much being done in your heart there's so much being done in your emotions or in your, or in your patience or, or, or I brought you to a place of forgiveness through this whole, God is God. His ways are higher, his thoughts are higher and, and, and it's always for our good. Somebody say, it's for my good, yeah. So he's there in the waiting but so much is being done In the waiting. I just want to encourage you go ahead and believe in Him and be patient in the process. It's a process. This is just a moment. What you're going through is just a moment. It does not define who you are or what God can do. This is a situation in the moment. Trust God, believe God, it's going to come to pass. And He's going to get all kinds of glory, and He's going to blow your mind. Our father in heaven, no time and space limitations for God, okay? Um, Here it is, we're in a limited world, but we serve an unlimited God. And God is, is so good at what he, see my earthly dad has limitations. My dad has great intentions and he has great abilities, but we still live in an earth. There are certain limitations, right? It was 1974. I was 11 years old, and I'm in the garage, and I'm just doing kid stuff, you know, probably working on my bike, and I got tools, and I remember my dad coming out, and he he looks at me, and he goes, "Ron, we got to have a talk." And I said, "Okay." Like this isn't like characteristic of my dad, you know, and so months earlier we had a conversation. My mom was going to have her sixth child, and I was the only boy, and so I'm like, "Dad." we're gonna pray right now and God's gonna give us a brother and a son, right? And he goes, okay, okay. You know, I, I was like, I needed a brother. I needed to be a, a big brother. And so I was, I was praying for that. And, and he knew, man, I was banking on this little brother coming. And, and so mom went to the hospital with dad and dad comes home. And this is when we gotta have a meeting. He says, we gotta talk. I'm expecting you're gonna be a big brother. And he looks and with tears in his eyes not because he was sad that he had a daughter, but he was sad because he he knew what I was banking on and what I was wanting, you know, so deeply. And he goes, I just got to tell you something, son. You have another little sister. And I was like, what? Like, your dad, you can do anything. You know, you can make boys when you want to. And I'm like... Like, we, like, this is number six. Come on. You know, at some point, a little dude's got to give, right? <clears throat> and so he just, he, with, with such compassion in his eyes, he goes, no, we're going to rejoice because you got a little sister. And I'm like, oh. and, but he knew, he knew that it broke my heart and he, he was sorry because he was limited in this situation, Right? And he was happy at had another daughter, but he knew what I was banking on, and he just felt bad for my heart. Well, natural dads, are uh, they do have certain limitations, but God is not limited in anything, and he never feels bad because all things are working together for good because you love God and you're called according to his purpose. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's an ever-present help in time of need. Hallelujah! Pass around. I believe it. That's a good word. Thank you very much. I'm going to keep preaching. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. So God is the, the uh, he's, He makes all things possible. He understands and He is infinite. Psalms one forty seven five. Mark nine twenty three says, "Believe, believe, because I can do it. The impossible is not a factor any longer. Only believe." Revelations one eight. It says, I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who was, who always will be, and and who is to come, the mighty one. That sums up God. He is more than capable. When you hit your knees and pray, he is there, but he's already been there. He's already been there, and he's waiting. So hallowed be your name, God. See, hallowed means sacred, separate, unique, one of a kind, special, a class by itself. It means to be holy, it means to be separate. It means to be honored. When I speak my dad's name, Phil McClain, there's this like, mm, honor that comes with it for his longevity, for his answer to the call in ministry. He's not perfect, I'm not perfect. But there's respect that's attached to it and there's this, this sense of honor. Man's 81 years old, and he served God most of the days of his life. He's been faithful to the call which God has placed on him at a young age, and he's paid the price. The least I can do is honor my dad. How much greater when we say the name Jehovah or Elohim or Jehovah or Adonai, when we say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. How much honor and respect should come with that when we hit our knees in reverence and awe and we're like taken back at the very fact that the king of the universe would long to spend time with me and you. And I'm looking at, hallowed be your name. And I don't take the Lord's name in vain. I don't don't take it. When you know the price God paid for your salvation, his name should be in a class all by itself. Hmm. So I want you to say, hallowed be your name, God. I reverence you. I give you glory. Every time I step, I step into your presence and with you. And this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's keep walking together and I honor you as my navigator in Jesus' name every day. His name is significance in meaning. It's venerable. It's esteemed. There's a, it's a great deal of respect. And, and this meaning of, of hallowed has a respect with age and wisdom and character. That's our God. That's our God. And as we know him, we, we look at the names of God as Elohim and this is the supreme or mighty one, this God, the creator. And though it's singular in, in pronunciation, it's actually plural in, in meaning. Do you know that the Godhead was in Genesis 1 at the creation? It's the first time that God is mentioned in the Bible. In the beginning, God created, right? So that's the word Elohim. And so it wasn't until after creation, after God made man, after God rested, that now in Genesis two, it says, and the Lord God. Well, Lord God is Jehovah and that's that relational side of God. And so God, the creator, after he created and he rested and he was pleased, then the Lord God was established. That's that relational side of God. How many of you guys love the creative side of God? Man, it's like the absolute, Trinity is functioning in your life, things are created, things are coming to pass that only God can take care of, and it's been established in relationship. you're like, God, you're just walking with me and you care so much about me that you're creating things out of nothing. See, God doesn't need material to create anything. He spoke things into existence and he can speak things into into the material world, into your life and mine, and he loves you that much, he'll do it. And so there's Elohim and there's Jehovah and then there's Adonai, and that means Lord, your boss, your manager, your supervisor, the one in charge. And so you got to let him be that too because he's good at it. He wants to take care of you. But here's the thing it requires blessing, comes on the other side of obedience. Amen? And so be obedient. Let him be the Lord. Let him be the boss because he cares more about your life than you possibly could ever care about your own life. And he knows the best way to get you from point A to point B. And sometimes it takes obedience and change and adjustment and let him shape you as the potter does the clay. But go ahead and let him say, Father, I want you to be Adonai in my life. You are the boss. You are the one that has control. You are the one that can tell me what to do moment by moment. And the sooner that we get okay with that, the deeper that we go into, Jehovah. I see that I have such a relationship with you and you care for me deeper than I even do myself. Please create in me a clean heart and make my path straight as we're in fellowship together. You're the boss, you're the navigator. Let's do this in tandem. Bobby, can you guys come up? All right, everybody. How well do you know God? How well do you know all of his attributes? I mean, we talked about three of the names of God, this supreme and mighty one, Elohim, Jehovah. It's that relational side of God. What about Adonai, Lord, boss? But what about Eloah? It's mighty, strong, and prominent God. Yahweh, Nisei, the Lord, our Banner. It means a rallying point. That's we have a God that's a rallying point. Yes, do you know that God fights for you? He sings over you, he rallies around you. And so, do you know him as that though? I mean, how many of you guys have ever gone through something and you felt so alone and defeated? Well, call out to him, and his name is is, is Nisi the Lord, our banner, the point of rallying. He's gonna wave his banner of salvation over you and say, no, 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 you can't touch this one. This one's mine because you called out to him as Jehovah Nisi or Yahweh Nisse." What about Mekadesh, M- the Lord who sanctifies you and makes you holy? See, you are set apart. And when you understand that you're set apart, you, the Lord just looks down on you and you go, no, nope, I'm set apart, Satan, you can't touch me. You can't touch me because I am set apart for the Lord's work. I'm his, he's mine. He calls me his beloved. I'm set apart. And you can't touch us. Come on, everybody. You can't touch this. And then you just stop. Come on. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Somebody just yell out, you can't touch us. No, you can't touch this because I serve. I'm in covenant. I'm in relationship with Yahweh Mekadesh. It's the Lord who sanctifies me and makes me holy. What about are you concerned about your tomorrow or your next assignment, your next job? Well, you can call it on Shama, Yahweh Shama. The Lord is there. See, the Lord's with you today, but he's also there before you get there. And your paths are blessed and they're orchestrated by the Lord do you know him like this what about Jehovah Jireh the Lord will provide do you have need today lift up your hand if you have a need I mean I got both of mine up so let's be honest we're in church we've all probably have a need right and so Jehovah Jireh I will provide how many of you guys need healing in your body go ahead raise your hand This is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. So name him by name. Jehovah Rapha, I need, I know that you're the healer. So I'm calling out to you now as that. I'm in a place of healing. I need you. Boom. I mean, you take one step towards him, he takes three towards you. That's what the word promises us. Yahweh shalom, the Lord our peace. How many of you guys are frustrated right now? You're overwhelmed. You're anxious. You're fearful. You just need peace. Well, Yahweh Shalom. That's what you need right now. Elroy. It's actually Elroy. He. It's the God of seeing. It's the God of seeing. And God sees your path. God sees you. Do you ever seem like, man, I'm just so overlooked? God doesn't overlook you. God, God sees everybody. God sees you right now. And if you need Elroy, Roy, you say, God, would you see me right now? I'm gonna ask the prayer partners to come forward and we're gonna go into one more song. And if you need God in any one of these facets, we're better together. Remember, you're not an only child. Yes, you can ask God for these things in your secret place but man we have friends and family members that want to pray with and for you and remember some things are done in private but a lot of things are done in corporate prayer and God wants to move on your behalf today and I just want to encourage you come down for prayer as we go into this song it's powerful and I want you guys to come forward as the Holy Spirit is moving right now to answer your prayers I pray that during this 40-day challenge, your prayer life will just go to a whole new level because you know God at a new level. In Jesus' name.
0: Yes, Jesus, we thank you for the power and prayer, Lord. And we thank you for what you've done the past several days as we've Dove deeper, Lord, into prayer and this challenge, Lord. And we pray that you would continue to work, Lord, in all of us personally. But we thank you for Pastor Ron's word today and the encouragement of the power to pray corporately as well. That this won't just change our own spiritual life individually, but it will change us as a church. It'll change us as a community. It'll change us as friends. It will change us as co workers. It will change us as classmates. Lord, and we pray that you will change us. Lord, help us to grow closer to you. We thank you of that power. And again, the God of the world wouldn't just take time to hear our prayers, but he takes time to care for each and every one, no matter how small or how big. Lord, we thank you that you care to answer whatever we're going through, whatever we're facing. And so again, we, we lean on you as a church, as a, as a body. Lord, individually, as our families. Lord, we know that if you work in us, you can work through us, Lord. That we will leave this place as your body being your hands and your feet to a lost, hurting, and broken world. Lord, we know that as we go, that you will be behind us, that you will be before us, you'll be all around us every single step of the way. We give it all for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Pastor Ron, for sharing God's word. You guys can go in the grace of God.